Hey everybody, welcome to the community chat. Thank you for putting up with the first 10 minutes or so. Um, Just to start off on the right foot, uh, if you check this out, so you you see this graphic here? Uh, You can barely see it on the screen, but that says Curtis Childs, because that's my lower third, and we couldn't couldn't roll you into it in in time, so it's going to be both of us on screen, Um, but it's just going to be me, which I think is a good kind of like, hey, this is how the things stand you know like i'm the host of this show this is dr jonathan rose everyone who's going to be joining us for this community chat today thank you so much for coming everyone we're calling it gratitude and forgiveness because we (laughs) want to look back at our previous show on forgiveness as well as in the united states of america there was a holiday and in some other countries there's a holiday called thanksgiving that just happened recently and it's supposed to be about gratitude and i wanted to get some reflections is is that playing a role in, in anybody's life? And I and I want to say like, because we were being a couple minutes late, I was in the chat like saying, "Hey, this show is going to be late," and I was commenting about it, and um, it, it, I was doing a couple posts in a row, and it shut me down. It was like you have been <laughs> that's um, right. You have been commenting too much. Hey, wait, if you are you saying something to them? Because it's going to come. To it's going to come out as them. So, so just say hi, preliminal to the right. the camera there. Hey, preliminal. <laughs> <laughs> because gonna, I'm going to get credit for you saying hello. I know. Everybody, I know. sorry. This is a total waste of your time. Um, what I want to <laughs> give you is some content here. Um, hey, Carol. Hey, Cynthia. Hey, Jen. Everybody's. There's already been good conversation happening there. Mm. But I, so I want to hit you with this with gratitude. And as always, this is the community chat, so you guys direct it however you want. Your, we, we see your questions and your comments as they come up, and as they come up, we're happy to, to change um, change course at any time to discuss something that's interesting. But I want to talk to you about gratitude. And I was thinking about natural versus spiritual gratitude. Oh. That when I think about what's what's gratitude supposed to be, you think okay. Well, I didn't get uh, something, but I really should be happy that I have this, right? That I still have. I didn't get the big house, but I should be happy that my house doesn't leak, right? That that's right. Kind of, but that's that's sort of what I think of gratitude as. But that's a natural level because when Swedenborg describes people who are in the stream of providence, he's not talking about um, hey, it's people in the stream of providence are. You know, like, well, that is good that I at least got something this good. He says whether or not they have mean circumstances right. or grandiose circumstances, they know that's the best thing spiritually. The real stuff I'm thankful for isn't like, well, I got a bigger house because um, we. I don't know if that's actually good long term. The thing to be thankful for is like that God exists that heaven is something that God is right. trying to pull us towards. Because all this fluctuation stuff, it, it just strikes me that he says, if you want to get in the stream of providence, you know, you're going to be happy regardless of life. So, so right. the natural um, gratitude, I'm just kind of halfway there, you know, if that makes sense. Right, right. And and he doesn't he uses that wonderful word, unruffled, at some point. Yeah, that you're sort exactly. Of unruffled, uh, whether... You know, the wheel of fortune goes up or down good. for you or something. Uh, Patty you know, says staying okay, so. humble. And yeah, I think that's a good that's way to good. do it. That's, that's the essence of gratitude. It's like that's right. That like, To be thankful for something is not like, well, at least I've got this or I should have had this, but just like everything's a gift. Because the humility, and it might seem like, well, why shouldn't I Why shouldn't I want better for myself? But I think Swedenborg makes the point over and over again that humility is the thing that allows God in. Yeah, that that's the protection from hell. That's a good deal for us, you know. This humility uh, overall, and I think you can only get up to that higher level with God's help, right? Like of our own nature. Yeah, I don't think we get to that higher level right. of like, oh, even when it's bad, it's good. The whole thing is good. I'm learning lessons. Right, it's all moving in a positive direction. I can see. Um, I was reading something the other day that had an interesting example along these lines. That uh, I think you've talked about this before on the show that people who win the lottery will then get get miserable. It's often a catastrophe for them, mm. and then people who get some terrible disease often say, you know, in retrospect, that was like the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. upside down but from it was what impossible you think. To believe. Right, and and um, uh, I think that actually comes from the Lord at its deepest level that you can that your angels sort of know we're good here. You know, yeah. we're we're good. This is all right. Yeah, um, and I, I want to say that uh, Cynthia says gratitude is so huge and kind of undervalued. And then Carol mm. is saying, God sharing his spiritual wisdom honors me beyond gratification words can express, but my heart longs for more, not in a greedy way, 
but that hunger for more of God. That's right. Well, and isn't that the, what, the same state that Swedenborg says God is in? That God is not satisfied. He, that he, he right. says that God sees heaven not as it is, but as he, he wishes desires it, to, it be. to be. And I want to say That's right. thanks to Mary Rose. Uh, I mean, Mary Richards, very sorry. Thanks, Mary Richards, who made a, a donation via Super Chat to us, and we really appreciate Thank your you. support. And we won't mess up your, your last name, even if I've got Dr. Jonathan Rose on the brain. <laughs> um, so, everybody, thank you so much for, for joining us. Um, and um, and Angel, mm. Angel Shining says, gratitude is everything. Learning this, forgiveness takes a while to get that down. Practice, practice, practice. So either we've got forgiveness and gratitude sort of juxtaposed yeah and they are i i really agree with that comment there's they're both uh difficult practices and i think the forgiveness of the two and they're, they're both really difficult yeah because it's pretty easy for the lower self to feel like well i got a raw deal or somebody else got it better than i did or yeah. you know whatever it is this didn't turn out the way i yeah. expected or you know um like us with our audio issues right tonight that's we've, right we've got a couple well, i was of, thinking yeah. about that because <laughs> we've got a couple we're having of, to work on the hey be grateful we have a show you that's, know well, we're good we that, that, that any part of it works we got a right. couple of wonderful guests from our audience that we're trying to patch in but the computer is is um resisting us so mm. hopefully we get that but um oh somebody said something cool oh um it was shelly shelly petty said being in recovery i know that a grateful alcoholic Will not drink. Mm. That that's that that's good. tool because that can kind of give you the leverage. It's the opposite of that bitterness, yeah. you know, and that self pity and stuff that can take yeah. people back out. And so Isaac right. says, "How to switch from your physical consciousness to a more spiritual awareness in God?" Mm. That's a good question. And could that's you give a us a, a a one uh, a one line answer <laughs> to that? Yeah, the the one line answer would be. I have no idea. Yeah. No, the <laughs> yeah. I, I think that it's partly about the, there's putting in some time yourself. I think that's like a lot of things. Like to me, just the way that if you're making a recipe, you put in a couple of eggs, you put in this, you put in that, and everything. You throw it in the oven, and then a miracle comes back out that you actually had nothing to do with. Yeah. Or even in the Bible, it talks about that example of planting seeds out in a garden, and then you have no idea how they grow. Shelly Petty said, question, I wasn't able to make amends with my, to my sweet stepdad before he died. I wrote him a letter and shared it with a dear friend. Did he hear it in heaven? I, I believe so. Like, I think people know the state of your heart and your mind, your, your thoughts, yeah. you know. And so I think that stuff does, does penetrate um, and get through the veil, don't you? I mean, it doesn't seem like it would serve any purpose for it to not not to from what i've seen right. swedenborg talks extensively about resolution on the other side with people who have both died it, you know to use a negative example if one of them harmed the other one in some way during life he talks about all that coming that out that's worked out that's right he talks about yeah. friend, he talks about people who had been married in this world uh get you know getting to the core of their issues and either staying together or realizing it's time to move on it seems like there's all of this um Resolving, so why wouldn't there be something like that? You right. Know? Uh, yeah. So I would. And I, I think would it's think so, so good for your own heart yeah. to get to that point. And the fact is that life is full of those kind of things. Where I mean, there's several. I've I've had some friends who died. I was really trying to get a hold of them, and I just never got the number. And then they passed on. And yeah. you know, life is full of those sort of. Ah, wait. We're right. just trying to get that other piece of it hooked up or something, and. Um, and I do believe that you can do that in the heart, and that that gets through, and it's good for both yeah. parties. So appreciate and appreciate you being willing to share that, Shelley. And yeah, that love is who we are, right? So that our 
our our love is light. Uh, our life is love. How does we that's say right. it? Yeah, our, our life is love. So that's coming out of your love. That's got to be. That's something that's, that is visible in the spiritual world. It's what you care about. You know. Right, and love uh, thought brings presence, and love brings conjunction. Yeah, right. And so if there's a loving thought about somebody, that's all you need to have that person's presence in some some way or another, whether you can tell or not. That's right. That's yeah. right. So so thanks again, Shelley, and. Uh, John Childs, who sounds like a wonderful and handsome man, oh, nice. uh, gave us five dollars. Thank you so wow. much. Only forty-five thousand more to go to get Jonathan Rose's name on the, <laughs> the screen here. Um, so Matthew Bush says, "Curtis Jonathan, someone once told me that you can't forgive some, someone who is not sorry for what they did." So I would say we we got into that in the, in the show, the latter yeah. half of our forgiveness episode. If you haven't checked that out already, because. I'd say there's there's elements of that that are true. I mean, it depends on how you're going to define it, but there's also sure. this sense of forgiveness being this internal process. We set it up in the in this show, I think, pretty well. Right, right, that's right, and and that uh, that kind of complete sort of redefining of forgiveness as the protection from that thing for yourself, yeah. the thing that you're trying to get away from. So protection from that anger or rage or or whatever it might be that you you know the bitterness that you feel. Um, and and so that you can obtain without the other parties, you know what I mean? They could be dead or unresponsive yeah. or, or whatever, and, and uh, you can still go through that, I think. And yes, so the way we laid it out is that the actual essence of life or, or of reality is forgiveness. Because God, we think of forgiveness as, oh, I was mad at you, but now I'm not mad anymore. That That's forgiveness. But God is is never mad at anyone. So God is in this constant state of forgiveness. That's right. That I'm, I'm not holding a grudge. I'm not going to let all you. the time. So for us, what we're really trying to do is not engineer forgiveness on our own. We're trying to tap in to the, the to the divine, which is the source of our life. Anyway, tap into what's actually true. Yeah. When you understand everything for how it is, when you understand that human beings are these little things that are under assault from heaven and hell all the time, the evil we do comes from hell, the good from heaven, when you understand that that it's really all providence leading things, you end up, for, and that that good is actually protected more than we realize, you end up in a state of forgiveness. So it's really about you and God working that out because there's, there's no necessary guarantee that people are going to, forgive or, or change but right. you can get to that state anyway there's some scripture better, so. yeah and there's some scripture that i i read so it might be in deuteronomy somewhere that the way it's filed in my head is not literally what it says but it was that you use god as your revenge department you know yes. if you're mad at somebody <laughs> you know sort of farm your revenge out to to god uh because god will handle it in a in a way that's good for everybody yeah you know and then we don't need to take that on we don't have to you know what I mean? We can get to a better place about it. Absolutely. Quickly. Yeah. And a relationship, now in a relationship with two people, that's affected by the response you're getting from the other party. Well, this leads you know into, I mean? so, Patty Henderson said, forgiveness is so hard when you especially get hurt by someone you love. What is the best way to let go of unforgiveness? And I want to say that one problem I see with spiritually kind of stuff like we're doing here is people will sort of think, oh, you can just leapfrog the emotional creature nature right. of ourselves they just right. learn this higher stuff about god mm. and then you're not going to feel hurt but there's we're probably taking something big and complex and just calling it forgiveness like it's one thing but i think there's one part of it that's getting to this state that we just described right. of tapping into this divine reality of hey there's there's a bigger picture when we're looking back on it but then there's this other side of yeah this like the feelings of hurt and sadness toward a person and i, I think even if you've got the bigger yeah. stuff down, it doesn't evaporate. Like even Jesus Christ such is, a process. is feeling pain about the way people are, even though he forgives right. them, right? Right, and grief and, and, and so on. That's right. And I think uh, part of what I've tried to use for this, and, and I find it a very hard practice, but uh, what the New Testament suggests that you pray for people, pray for those who persecute you and oh, yeah. spitefully use you and all that kind of thing. I find that there's two practices in the New Testament that I find the hardest to follow one is leaping for joy when you feel persecuted and the other was praying for people who are yeah, persecuting you. right and they're both extremely difficult uh, the best i get when i leap for joy is that i start to feel like an idiot jumping up and down you know um yeah 
But, but can we get sometimes, some, can we roll a clip of that? Yes, yes, you have to roll. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then uh, the other one is praying for someone. And that I found, you know, sometimes all I get in touch with is like, I'm angry. They wronged me, you know, it's like, yeah. like they've upset me or something. But as I hang in there with it, and mainly how do I pray for somebody else? Well, I try to wish them good things. I wish them God's blessings or something like that. And, uh, and also just sometimes just holding their face in my mind and sort of sending good energy or something like that. Yeah. And in time, that will, like it's not overnight all the time. Yeah. Uh, but, but sometimes when I've been really, really angry or something, after a while of like repeating that, yeah. On a kind of daily basis, uh, it'll get to a good. That's how I've worked it, and and yeah. eventually that'll that'll have a good effect. Right. So, I I, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot to try to do, but yeah, you know sometimes uh, that's that's what you got to try to to bridge that gap and kind of make this great sort of spiritual leap. Um, and so, and I also <laughs> so I, I wonder, like I feel like we could answer this question forever because is there like is there truth like actual feelings and then. Uh, feelings that are just imaginary meaning mm. like there's times when I've thought I was having some kind of beef with someone and I was all getting worked up in my mind but then when I actually talked to him or something there was nothing there right but there's other times when you really are reacting too. to something that someone's actually done so how much of it is just in our minds and this what a Swedenborg would say the spirits around us messing with us and when is it real right um, but but I can't let's not even because mm. um, uh, that's a really good point that uh, the, the spirits are in there too yeah, because they're trying to egg this thing on. They're trying to get the other person mad at you. They're trying to get yeah. you mad at them. I mean, mad. that's what. That's and sometimes what they succeed. Sometimes they fail. Yeah, you know, sometimes when I've gone to people to try to make amends, it turns they can't even remember what I'm talking about. Or, yeah, you know, I've been carrying this thing for decades, and you know, they don't know what I'm talking about, or they feel sorry for something that they did that I've forgotten that they did, or whatever. But, yeah. So yeah. I, I want to say, Angel Shining says, does it still count if you're still angry? I mean, at least you're trying. No, you, fake it till you make right. it. It's totally yeah, legit. Absolutely according right. to Swedenborg. That's so it's, right. the, the act precedes, willing follows. That's right. I read That's that somewhere. That's a direct somewhere. quote. That's a Swedenborg That's quote. That's good. Right at the top good. of my like head. Act, act precedes. we got to get that on a t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. So act what it means is uh, do it. It's not as much about how you feel. It's about your actions and why you're doing them. So certainly doing and that over time, they'll start to siphon yeah. in the right feeling that's supposed to go yeah. with that action. And then right before that, Bonfils Bati says, "If Swedenborg says that our thoughts come from other spirits, which we were just talking right. about, evil and, and maybe not even one to one, but there's an influence. Evil spirits, if we like evil and good, if we like good, then in the spiritual world, where do the demons get their evil thoughts from?" Now, that's a great question. Okay, well, so I do have a thought. What's the great answer? Well, I, I, uh, an answer. I don't know how great it is. Is that uh, Swedenborg says it must be great. Uh, everything comes. There's nothing new under the sun. Everything originates in God. Yeah. Uh, but the receiving vessel. He gives the analogy of like the sunlight shining down on plants. Uh, that some plants will turn it into a sweet smelling aroma, and other plants will, you know, just look disgusting or smell disgusting as a re well, result of the same yeah. thing. You know, I mean, who's, and, and who's other, to judge? Well, no, but, uh, but you know, the receiving vessel. And so some of God's no truth. Sense gets turned completely upside down and the darker the farther you are down in hell you just turn that because actually there's no actual creativity in hell it's an interesting point to me yeah. that they just take stuff that the Lord came up with that there was a good version of it and then they turn it upside down turn it into a bad yeah. version and he actually says that there are like spirits evil spirits get their thoughts from other evil spirits it does go back in this there's chain, a chain there's a chain but That's who right. knows like who's at the back of that like who's first flipping I, he doesn't really describe that does he no no i in the analogy of heaven it's it comes down from the lord through the highest angels and down through the lower angels through the yeah. world of spirits and into our minds but i don't know if it originates with the with the worst evil spirits and it comes up that way yeah you know Right. He doesn't quite go into it in that degree of uh, that I remember, but um, but it makes some sense. But all of it, it's still it's interesting to me that it would come down from God and then just be turned upside down. But I think there yeah. are chains. There's a reinforcement in he like one person's thought flows into another, right. and, and so on right. like that. Um, so somebody just said, uh, Julia Saba says, "Are the spirits around us part of our spiritual community?" Scary thought. And I think that's, that's not, because because if you're saying there's a spirit, mm. spiritual world is influencing your thoughts, but thoughts right. are noxious. 
right? I mean, pretty much everyone's are. So does that mean that's who we're with? Not quite, because no matter what community your spirit's in, you still have people from heaven and people from hell around you to balance your your input. Right. And the uh, Swedenborg says that it's amazing how far, like communication in the spiritual world is different than it is here. And so people can project a thought or language from a vast distance away. Swedenborg became aware of like where the thoughts and feelings were coming from. Yeah. And was able to track it back and tell them to stop it if he didn't like the thought or the feeling and so on. Yeah. And he was astonished by how far away, like you may think they're with you because you're hearing that noise, yeah. you know, but they may be very far away from where yeah. you are and don't have anything to do with your yeah. community, with your homies. He says that after you die, I think Swedenborg uses that exact term in, in the Latin, you know. Yeah, yeah right, right. Homines or something ha, like homines that. Homines yeah. deus. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm distracting myself now. The, uh, <laughs> but he says that when people come into the world of spirits, they're living amongst different kinds of people. They don't know who's who because they don't even know themselves. We don't know ourselves yeah. which angelic society we're attached with. That's pretty deep within us. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you come into that over, over time. You yeah. don't necessarily know right away. And so I think the same thing's true while we're here, that we don't know. We hear this noise going on in our heads, yeah. but we don't know where we're really, where the center is. I think about it like in, in Pennsylvania, where we are, we're blessed with like really aggressive vines. We they are. grow everywhere. Like if you, yeah. if you have property Wild porcelain berry. You've got this, this like these vines that grow and they, they, get, they get really thick really fast. And when you're trying to remove them... Uh, there's these deep roots that are really tough to pull. And I think of our and minds... I think they're even stimulated by... Is you it, know what I mean? It, like like it, it spreads more when you try to yank okay. it Okay, so what I would think is, you know, if God's gardening our mind and trying to take the bad stuff out, mm. you those ro- roots could have been pulled, but... It's all the hard work is done, but the branches are still tangled up in yours. Yeah, you don't know, even right. though the leaves are still as present as it, you don't realize that. No, it's right. just going to take a couple more poles and you're free. So That's I wouldn't right. take the state of our thoughts as like the, the final indicator of how well our spirits right. are doing. Because it could be that that stuff is, even though it seems worse than ever, it's just ready to come out. The evil spirits would like you to think that, oh yeah. no, you're surrounded by this. This is who you are or something. But, but they don't actually even know. Yeah. They, they have bad information all the time. Yeah. Hello, Ramona, Hillcrest Hospital, ICU. Hope you guys are doing all right. Thank you so much for writing in. <laughs> um, so people are asking, uh, people are saying, if uh, Kelicus, I'm really good at pronouncing these, Kelicus ORS is, if God is above evil and good, he knows them without being subject to them. And uh, Oh, hey, somebody's talking uh, about your Bible study. That's Matt right. Klein says, Jonathan Rose, you mentioned in your Bible study, so Jonathan does a side, he has a side gig, uh, spiritandlifebiblestudy.com, looking at the Bible through a Swedenborgian perspective, that God kind of tricks us to asking him for help. It sounds like he's essentially lying to us then through manipulation. How can I look at this correctly? So are you, are you smearing the good <laughs> character of God as you have a record of, of doing it? <laughs> I, I, I just do, yeah. Yeah, the um, uh, I got very interested, as you may have seen in one of those Bible studies, with the image of Joseph in the Old Testament, who's meeting with his brothers. He loves his brothers, hasn't seen them for a long time. Yeah. And when they talk to him, instead of saying, oh, it's you guys, he he's very gruff. He yells at them, calls them spies. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and he puts their money back in their sacks and then calls them back. And yeah. He said, did, did you take my cup? And all, you know. Uh, it's strange, but that's a picture of, of how, you know, I think there's a certain degree of, um, what, what makes it different from lying to my mind is that like a malicious kind of lying, like false witness or something is because someone's trying to tear you down. The Lord's always trying to build you up, always trying to get you to a good place. And so if there's a little bit of smoke and mirrors in there, uh, it, it's, just because this will lead you into the next state where you can see more clearly what's going on yeah. and stuff like that. But Right, so but, no, uh, and, and there's probably some truth in present, that like he's presenting something that's true to your state of mind or something, like, like there's truth connected to it in some right. some mystical way. And, and there's still freedom because it's not just mere manipulation. That's right. Like making you, the, it's a stunt, the way Swedenborg describes the Lord and the angels, they leave us in such staggering freedom 
they just would never force an opinion on us or they don't make us, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so even with what Joseph's doing with his brothers, they've got their choice. They can go back. They can come back. They can do whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, like he's... Yeah. Uh, so there's still... Freedom is very, very important to the whole thing. So hopefully that works, Matt. And um, Gabe says, can I watch these Bible studies with Dr. Rose? Yeah, it's what, Spirit and Life Bible yes. Study? Yes, spiritandlifebiblestudy.com has an archive of them. And then we also stream on Ustream, which is just the letter U, and then stream.tv stream. slash channel. Oh, now I'm going to have to spell it. Slash Nunkleket Bible Study. N-U-N-C-L-I-C-E-T Bible which Study. Is, which is a Swedenborg quote. That's right. That. And there's also, um, if you go to Spirit and Life Bible Study on Facebook, you can find us too. Yeah. Then. Um, so Ramona, thinking of you and him and hoping that hoping for the best. And, and we just, again, appreciate you. Sharon and, and being willing to, to be part of our, our mm. community tonight. Um, so, uh, got some questions about Spirit and Life Bible Study. I think we just covered those. Um, Cynthia says, freedom is hugely important. And, the, and That's right. Swedenborg says, freedom is not just like an addition to consciousness. Freedom no. is consciousness. <laughs> yeah, that's You right. have to have it. Uh, yeah. that, otherwise, it just seems obnoxious. Like, okay, why are you so hung up on the freedom <laughs> thing? God, I would rather no freedom and no suffering. But that's not it. Con- what we experience as consciousness, the foundation of that is is freedom. It reminds me of a very, to me, amusing story that Swedenborg tells about these people who are having a debate in the spiritual world, and they're all maintaining that there is no freedom. Yeah, we have no freedom. You know, I mean, you often hear this philosophically. There's no freedom. There's, a, you know, we're just like programmed. You know, twins separated at birth will do the same thing. You know, yeah. and you'll marry someone with the same name and whatever. You know, yeah. use the same toothpaste. Uh, but uh, Swedenborg describes this debate about lack of freedom, and the people who are participating in the debate are completely spontaneous and they'll suddenly jump up and they run to the middle of the room and they yeah. express their opinion. <laughs> and right. you can tell everybody's totally free about what they're, you know, to express their opinion. So it's kind of ironic. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so going back to our forgiveness topic, uh, Sally Thomas says, how much good is there to simply turning forgiveness over to the Lord if we cannot? Not just harm done to us personally, but harm done to others. Yeah, turning it over to the Lord is so, I really think that's the ultimate, that's the way you know, and it seems like that's he knows uh, how to do forgiveness, right? That's something you would do with forgiveness and also with everything. Everything that, that was Swedenborg's yeah. journey when he was having his journal yeah. of dreams and his spiritual awakening. Okay. He was going through the process of realizing that everything is really the Lord is the the everything. mover and shaker. So if Ooh, we can, so every thought that can, you know, like he could see that every. Thought, every feeling, every, you know, oh, I was suddenly thinking of this. Yeah. Everything. That's You're in right. partnership with God through everything. So turning things over to God, that's the order we were born for. And that yeah. might sound like, that's right. well, then what am I doing? But it's more complex. There's more freedom. There's more life in doing that. It's not a, a dumbed down existence. It's a ramped up existence. But that, just saying, so are, if you're asking, is it good to do that? Yeah, that's the way we, and we can be doing that with everything. But forgiveness is one where it might seem like you're forced into it just because it's so obviously something that at times is, is undoable by our finite self. And, and there were spirits. Swedenborg described his practice of just reflecting that everything's flowing in and he just chooses the good and he refuses the evil. That's his whole spiritual practice in one yeah. sentence. And uh, they would said, well, then you're, you're like nothing. You're not even really alive, yeah. you know? And he said, well, before I started this practice... I was less alive than I am now. Now I really know that I'm alive. Yeah. Because I watch all this flow in. and you Yeah. Know. That, that somehow he was finding something that felt more real and, and more human. Um, hey, hey T.S. Bilger, thank you so Bilger. much. Wonderful all topics right. tonight. Really appreciate it. We're glad you enjoy the topics, and thanks for giving us the chance to bring them to all, all of you, and uh, you know your support makes it happen. And I've got a question from Shelley. It says, what does Swedenborg say that God feels about walking away from people who keep hurting us because that is all we can do? Can we forgive them in our heart and not, and not have anything to do with them? Yes. I think people sometimes yeah. fall in... There's been a, a strain in religious thought that, that, lo, that acting lovingly is just like having no boundaries and just allow yeah, that you have to be there right. and be available and give people what they want all the time. Swedenborg stresses very much it's love and wisdom together. He talks about charity and 
the application of that through wisdom so that you can actually be doing the and we say this from time to time on this channel you can be doing the most loving thing turning someone in that right. that that might be the best thing for them or it might be the best thing for you or the situation that that it's about what's the intent that it's not just exactly right. you could very That's easily right. be cutting somebody off if they're a danger to you or to others or or you're not making any progress because you realize i've got to be able to do good things in my life. This isn't serving you or me. There's plenty of reasons. Swedenborg does right. not say you can never put distance in. Just look at the human body and how it's not just one mush together. Everything's got to have its own membranes. You've got to separate out the harmful substances. This is the way life works. So it certainly would apply uh, as well there. Yeah, that's right. And and I think it just it's helpful to get input from other people that you feel are wise or that you trust about what you're doing, just so you're not sort of fooling yourself about whatever it is, one way or the other. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you can get some a good input, that's that's helpful. But it's certainly not off the menu. You know, I mean, that's very important. Yeah. Sometimes it's just some interactions are toxic and you just got to back away yeah. and give it some time or something, whatever. I don't know. Unlaw said, did, did, did Sweden Donnie ever bun a spliff? Did Swedenborg ever write about substances? I know he used caffeine. But do you ever have? Has he ever talked about? He was about quite a fan of caffeine, and he uh, had snuff. You know, like a tobacco snuff. So that that's like people used to just. So that was like kind of like chew tobacco or something like that. Right. That was the, the way yeah. you do it back then. Just a very mild thing. I think yeah. half of it was just because, frankly, the world smelled so bad at that point that if you could fix it here at your yeah. nose. Shout out to the you know 18th I mean? century. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The the. Uh, uh, he uh, had a book in his library about opium. Yeah. Uh, I don't know of any evidence that he ever took it himself. Yeah. He was interested in all sorts of medical things. Yeah. You know, they were early experiments with ether, anesthetics, yeah. things like that. You know, so I, I don't know why he had that book, but yeah. uh, but I don't know of any. Um, he seemed like one of the first things that happened uh, when he got sort of connected with the Lord in a different way was that he was told eat not so much e- yeah. even the food thing needed to straighten out yeah. you know and he would, he would he if he went out socially now then he'd have a glass of wine or something like that yeah. but I don't think he was like going hog wild with yeah. the so he's not because substances you do get some gurus myself, and stuff uh, advocating like you need to experience you need to do altered states through drugs but it doesn't sound like he, that was his M.O., yeah. uh, at least in any recorded he, he form. He seemed pretty... Uh, yeah. Hey, we want to say thanks yeah. to Shelly Petty, $5 donation. Thank you. thank you so much. He says, thank you for helping me deal with losing my mom and not to fear mm. death. So those are... Hey, those are like the two one, two of the deepest human things, you know, the yes. loss. That's really great. And then our own mortality. That's so good the, to hear. The idea good that Swedenborg's message can help you with those things is awesome, and it's, it's why we're doing what we're doing, and thanks for, for that and helping us to... Uh, to do what we do, and, and I'm sorry about the, the loss of your mom. I mean, that's, that's right. That's got to be hard at any time, any age, you know, to, to have that go on. So, so thanks, Shelley. Mm. Thank you for sharing um, that. Uh, John May says, sometimes I still have trouble understanding what Jesus meant by the unforgivable sin. Mm. So where does Jesus say that? There's a oh, oh, there's a thing about the sin the of Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Yeah. right? He says, "Okay, against the Son of Man." I know Swedenborg's got a great explanation. I can't remember right now exactly hey, what it is. You stumped us because yeah. there's a very specific explanation. I think uh, the Holy Spirit sometimes in that context means the Word or divine truth or something, but but so does the Son of Man. So that's a little confusing. Uh, he does say that the you know the Lord says, "I judge no one," but yeah. the Word will be involved in judging. Like it's just a subjective sort of divine truth or something yeah. like that. But I know Swedenborg's got a great explanation somewhere. Can we get back to you on that? Well, so what I would say, so, so yeah. You get, Do you remember you what get 12 is? points? No. I mean, I, that, that, the like technical, um, <laughs> no, I don't have, like, you, can't, you can't always just guess your way into those Swedenborg things. Because he'll often have an explanation for something that is, that is, Counterintuitive, even if you know your Swedenborg That's stuff right. well. Like, That's you right. think it'd probably be this, but no, it actually is no, this. So I'm not going to. I've made it for myself enough times. I'm not doing this. Yeah, right. But what I would say is if you're really wondering about it, comment it under this video, like after the live stream, or comment uh-huh. it under any of our videos because we try to get to those, and that's when we have time to look up our resources. Really, right, we right. should have somebody doing that yeah, right yeah. now, but we only got so many. Uh, that's a good question, right there. People. That's a good one. Yeah. 
Uh, Katrina says it's in Mark chapter 3. Um, hey, Synergistic R.E.D., can humans in heaven have magic? Uh, the stuff that people... The, the, well, the way that the whole spiritual world works is almost like a... I don't want to say Harry Potter, but it's like magic. Oh, it's made... Swedenborg says that there is so much... Uh, Magic, good magic of good kinds, magic of bad kinds. Yeah. In the world of spirits, yeah. Like things that people scarcely know anything about in this world. There's just tons of it in, in the other world. People find these things, and because of the uh, relationships between people and friends, this information spreads. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of that. There's much more of that in the other world, both both in a good way and a bad way. But the but the bad kind of magic, there's a protection. From it, just like we were saying about forgiveness, yeah. you know, there's there's a protection that you can get and, from the Lord. Kind you of know, thing. we reference books, movies that have magic in it. The magic exists in media, but why is there such a fascination with magic throughout human history? Uh, is it because there's a spiritual world where it's really happening? And you know what? At the risk of sounding far out, um, Swedenborg does seem to indicate that people in this world are using something that he calls magic, right? That he I don't know if he calls, it, but he talks about people who, through some kind of art, could like get somebody to fall in love with them or do those kinds of things. Right, you know? and he sa- he says there was a lot of that in the ancient world. Yeah, and some of it was kind of reduced. Yeah, uh, over time, and a lot of what had to happen because there was some bad stuff going on along those yeah. lines. That there was sort of a general uh, forgetfulness about that. He yeah. says, particularly in Europe or whatever, that you know. Even though there's been a lot of that kind of thing, uh, but uh, yeah. it's not at the level that it was at one time, I don't think. But um, uh, well, let's well then and and there's pause. You know, I think just the use of correspondences and things like that that's, is a positive yeah, that's kind the of root side of it. to the. He says that the, the magic. this magical stuff that comes about happens because it's an abuse of correspondences. That somehow you're figuring out the order of how the things work it, yeah, and you're right. manipulating that, which people do on a physical level all the time. You know, just violence and is figuring out this is how the human body works. Well, that's true. I'm going to try to harm it use, using that. So using that. that but that's true. doing that within any system. Hey, so, uh, that's right. Gabe says, does Swedenborg talk about different laws of physics in heaven? And, yeah, heaven, the spiritual world, well, heaven would have similar physics to the whole spiritual world. He says there's a spiritual world and a natural world. And, like, the natural world is the world we live in. The physical world. And the physical world seems to be run by these constant laws. Right. He says the spiritual world is too, but it's a different set of laws. Different set of laws. For example, the right. role that gravity plays on everything in the physical world, that's what love does in the spiritual world. So like, what do I mean by that? Mm. Yeah. And so it, it affects like the perception of time, space, things like that. Yeah. Are all, they're serving a different thing. There still is physics. There still are laws or whatever, but yeah. they're obeying spiritual things. So that literally, if you were wearing a watch in the spiritual world, you're having a great time. It's spinning around. Yeah, you're bored. It's going so slow. So, exactly. You know what I mean? It's actually reflecting your inner state uh, in that different way. Right. But and he talks about there being a different light in the different communities of heaven, which is fascinating to me. Yeah. You know, just like up here, like if you go up into uh, you know, northern Canada or something. It's just like the clouds look different. The or you go down to the islands. You know what I mean? Yep. It, it's just I know it looks different about. in different places. And and uh, so I don't know to what extent. Or he doesn't talk about the laws of physics actually changing from one community to another in heaven. But he yeah. does say the light is different. The way that they right. perceive the divine right. and so on is different. We want to say thanks to John May. That's right. For your donation, $12. Thank you so much for helping us do what we need to do. And, and the fact that you're still with us and did it now means you can tolerate this conversation pretty well, which we're amazed by. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Um, and uh, it's just great to see everybody talking uh, about stuff and still interested. And Isaac says, That's how right. can you tell between revelation and your imagination you know, in the head? Which I feel like... Go, you figure that out. Let That's me know, because even even something like yeah. revelation, like I'm getting a truth, but even down to just like what's good thoughts and feelings, and what's misleading, mm. and what what is frivolous, and what's from heaven. I, like I feel like I'm trying to piece that together through like Swedenborg as a framework, but it's really hard to know. That's a long-standing pursuit. There was one time uh, where I went out in the early morning to walk work out, and I was thinking about this exact point very intensely. 
And as I came up from working out, it was just, uh, you could see there was a full moon and there was also a street light yeah. and they looked almost identical. They were the same size and shape in the sky. And it, it seemed to be saying to me, yes, it's difficult to tell, but there actually is a difference. One of them yeah. is 250,000 miles away. Yeah. You know, it is much faster yeah, and everything. True. And the light's a little bluer from it. And uh, hang in there and just, you know, just know that there is a difference and stuff. So uh, that, that's been a long pursuit for me. And part of the philosophy that I came to after a while and after being fooled sometimes was just like, hey, you can you can fool me in the short run, turn me around, turn me upside down, whatever. But... Yeah. but uh, Every time I can figure out which way is east, you know, yeah. which way is toward the Lord, I'll keep going there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll just yeah. dust myself off and try. It's humbling, but just keep trying to go because, you know, I'm foolable. But, you know, yeah. in the long run, I think it'll, it'll keep going in the right direction. Well, it makes me think of our conversation around um, turning things over to God. That the, the, the only way that you can get close is the, the principles about God actually being the one doing things and leading things, if I take these directives that are kind of coming into me and bring it into a mindset of like, okay, you're telling me to do this. Well, really, it's God who's doing everything and I'll try to do what's best for everyone. Sometimes that uh, spooks it out of the bushes. You're like, oh, wait, oh, I can't survive in this environment. Certain things fall apart. Like if I get my underlying principles more set. Right. But yeah, but again, right, it's it's going to be that we, and we don't lead ourselves. That We're always going to be confused, but God is, Overall, right. navigating us through it's it. Very quiet, gentle, sort of a lot of freedom in there. And you've done some great shows about just how to, like, there are certain sort of benchmarks if, if it's got to do with loving the wider community or it's good for people, right. as opposed to just like, I would like this, but it's at somebody's expense. Yeah. You know, there's certain sort of early warning signs that, yeah. that something's not not quite right. If it's like, you have to do it right now. You know yes, what I mean? Right. Offer is not good tomorrow or something like that. Yeah. Uh, that's probably not coming from a good place because the Lord seems to do this long, slow, yeah. it'll be better in a thousand years than it is now type of thing. And so This game of trying to figure out what's true and good and what's false and evil extends even into heaven. That's um, right. Because Fleetmore talks all the time, these deceitful spirits worm their way into a heavenly community, but they were discovered and cast out after something. That's right. So that's always that's the game that, that heaven and that's hell are right. trying to play with us, that hell is trying to masquerade as something. It's not heaven is trying to get everyone to see everything as it really is. So right. it, we're going to get better. It's gonna be, we're going to be less blind, but we're never going to be able to see everything always. But it, I think we, we just learn to be less and less hurt by things and, and things get softer, you know? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And you just, the wisdom is a, the long game. That's right. That's long right. Game. Speaking of there. the long game, this episode, we're getting, we're, we're closing in on the end of it here. Uh, I can feel it. Maybe we do another question or two. Okay. But then, then we, Sounds uh, good. we hang up. Good. Um, so one pre- preliminary, says, are there behavioral correction centers in heaven for things mm. that we might be struggling with? I like with? that question. Um, that's good. And that is not something that Swedenborg covers extensively. No, and I tend to think those would be more in the world of spirits yeah. than in heaven. It uh, doesn't mean you couldn't still access them from heaven because sometimes people drop out for a little while, go back, you know what I mean? Right. Go for a little retooling, go take it back to the shop for a checkup. Yeah. You know, your 100,000-year checkup, whether you need yeah, it or yeah, not, yeah. you know. But um, the, uh, but I have found, you and I have talked about that sometimes. Sure. Like, I love the idea that there's, like, great technologies there for figuring out yeah. what's going on with you. And, oh, here's what it is. Every time you have that thought, it jumps over to this, and then it gets into this self-pity or this other morass or yeah. something. And, and you just need to stop that right there. Yeah. This thought's fine, but just stop it right there, and then you know, and then you practice and you try yeah. some more. In fact, Swedenborg says that the schools, if you read Heaven and Hell, that section on the world of spirits, he talks about three stages that you go through: stage of inter- externals, and then you come into what's internal yeah. in yourself, and then there's a school, there's schooling, there's education if yeah. you're going to heaven. And he says those schools are behavioral. He said it's not like it's not like academic study. Yeah. 
I think it's behavioral, you know? Interesting. I think you're, you're tweaking your behavior and seeing, uh, oh, I've got to learn this, get away from this habit. And a number of the stories, too, of people who can't shake like they're drinkers and then they get a bottle stuck to their hand and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you yeah. know, they're going through stuff about their habits and getting retooled on that basis. I think there's a lot of attention yeah. that goes into that in the other world. We get a lot of help with that stuff. And I'm it, really hoping, you know. Well, it's got to be. <laughs> well, yeah, right, I'm, I'm going to rack, rack up some bills there. Yeah, that's um, right. But there's, because those kind of things pop up all over in near-death experiences. That's right. And, and other reported experiences. So I would think so. I would think that there's, because if the, if human consciousness is, is the, what people are thinking about in heaven and how do we get people happy? How do we get people free and, and good? So you would think there's going to be expertise in ha- how to improve that and, and how to fix right. it and how to heal it. That's going to be one of the primary focuses there. That's right. And when I think about the time that Swedenborg lived in, there was like basically nothing like that as far as I know on the whole face of the earth. Yeah. And now there are so many modalities and different, yep. here's cognitive behavioral therapy, here's this, you know, try this thing, this works, yep. and here's, here's something for trauma where you, you know, the buzzing on the wrists or the two different eyes or the you yeah. know, mirror trick or the, you know, we're learning a lot of things about how to, how to deal with human psychology. Yeah. Uh, which is all come, I think it's leaking down in this world from the other world. You know? And I think, exactly, leaking down. I'm glad you said that. That's, that's how it progresses. It's not like the spiritual world is this sort of lame, static place, and here's where we right. advance and progress. That's we're right. just kind of picking up the, the, we're sort of riding the coattails of the spiritual world. That everything we learn here and do here and invent here is coming to us because the spark has already been set in the spiritual world. That's exactly right. Yeah. And then somebody wakes up and thinks, Oh wait, you could do this here. Or something. That's yeah. right. So right. we, hey, it's all we're all part of the same team. The advances they make there help us. We advance here and hopefully help the next generation. So we're part of this big, great, exciting thing. That's right. Do you do we want to? Do you think we'll hit a more inspirational note to end it on? Or I don't think we, we possibly could. Should we do that? Great. All right. So thanks everybody so much for coming uh, today to hang out and chat and 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 do everything and. Um, Obviously, we couldn't do this without you. We probably could. I wonder if we could talk to an empty room. No, it wouldn't work. It we, wouldn't be the same. We'd be, sure. we, we're trusting that there are actually people on the other <laughs> side of these comments. I don't think a bot right. could make all that stuff up. I don't think Stuart's typing yeah. all that, are you? Right. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll check in with them. Seriously, thank, thank you, everyone. Thanks for the, the contributions. Thanks for the comments and the questions and for your attention. Most of all, thank you for being interested in this stuff. That's right. Because it, like, we need people that are interested because it makes it more validating to us and it makes, it makes us be able to take this thing as a, you, know, you guys were talking here. I'm pointing down here. You can't see anything, but this is where I see your chat. Um, but so which I guess it's actually right there. Um, no, that's right. It's, you're talking about how Swedenborg's concepts are helping and healing. Just what Preliminimal was saying, are there centers to help us work it out. We want to try to do that. We want to try to create something that helps people work things out. It helps make life better for us and helps us get past things that we couldn't get past before. So we're just starting, but you're all helping us to to build that. And that's what we're going to do going forward. Let's do it. Um, So uh, on that note, thank you so much, everyone. And we'll see you next week. We got... um, Oh, I've... Two things to say. First of all, vote on the art contest. Swedenborg right. Foundation is running a like Swedenborg art cool contest. Stuff. I was looking at that thing. So, cool. Submissions have already gotten in. So if you're first hearing about it, sorry, we'll get you on the next one. But go to Swedenborg.com and vote on that thing so that the I don't know so that you're participating in your your democratic right. process. We want to know because we want to continue to. As I said, we're trying to create this movement that does good things for people. Part of that is always got to have art with us. So help us That's right. doing that. Um, Speaking of which, yeah. Oh, speaking of which, <laughs> the next show, next <laughs> Monday, is going to be a Swedenborg in Life episode about art and art. spirit. That, hmm. that art is not just something that's kind of fun to fill empty spaces on walls. That there is a spiritual heavenly power in art. Hmm. And that Swedenborg saw it manifesting in all these different forms in the spiritual world. And just like we were saying, it comes here from there. That There's the essence of art on the other side. Hmm. What is that like? We're in for a, hmm. a wonderful tour of all that's that. That's going to be fun. Next week. Hope to see all of you there. Thanks. This is Curtis. I'm Jonathan. We're signing off.